Hi, I'm Hannah Bailey. And I'm Tefra Jemian. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! So this week, uh, we are joined in studio by Caddy Diop. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, Caddy. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm a longtime youth worker, and I'm also a sexology student. I'm almost done. Um, and I'm also a bit of a goofball. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. <laughs> so Caddy's here joining us, and uh, we are going to talk about Nick Stone's newest novel, because we're on a bit of a Nick Stone <laughs> Uh, tear right now Mm -hmm. as everyone should be (laughs) Um, yeah uh so um nick stone's second novel odd one out just came out on october 8th Mm -hmm. and uh this is the earliest we were able to schedule a review of it Mm -hmm. um and so we're going to be talking about odd one out today yeah which is uh really well in my opinion a really exemplary novel yes i would agree it's quite good. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, general impressions. What did you guys Okay, can think? we just talk about the cover? Um, I yeah. thought it was so lovely to see young people of color represented. It's so great. It made me want to read it. Yeah. 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 The cover it is fantastic. Actually, Nick's been sharing like worldwide covers too. And they're all great. They're all, all of the cover yeah. art. Gart. Gart. <laughs> All the cover Gart is, is eight. Um. Uh, it's real good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, it's just a beautifully designed book in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I don't know, the chapter stuff that they do is interesting, but we can talk about paratextual. Yes. Uh, in- <laughs> well, I know that yeah. the, the like format is one of the things that you've brought up like first and foremost with this book every time we've chatted about yes, it. Yes, I really, I have, I have feelings about how the format says things that I really like well, so we can talk, talk about, about that. it that's that's your impression yeah <laughs> so my I really I mean I love this book for a lot of reasons but one of the things that I really love is how I think that it uses the like three narrator format and specifically the like sequential three narrator format yes. to explore how they all think that they're the odd one out of this trio um, at various times and in ways that the others don't actually feel like they're excluding that person and I think that that's just like I don't this is a book that would have been great for me to read in high school for like many reasons but mm-hmm. including for that reason of like when you think that you're being left out and that you're the one that nobody likes like often there's actually other sides to that story and that's not maybe what's going on so I really I love how she uses the the different narration to really kind of drive that home mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, what's what's unique about uh, the format of this one? I think what when we talked about it in the interview, she described yes. it as a series of novellas, yes, um, rather than the sort of interweaving voices you often see in in YA. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think having the like distinct chunks of voice really does have that sort of slow reveal yes. of interpersonal drama. Yes, yeah. Yes, and it also, I like that we get to discover each character through their friends as well, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it makes it a bit richer in the way that that they become actual full-bodied people as opposed to just, Mm -hmm. like, a one-dimensional character. It's it's how is it 
when someone loves me, when someone is at odds with me, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, kind of for that reason, I really uh, I really appreciate Jupiter being the last voice in the book. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I feel like she's sort of set up as this sort of enigma but also mm-hmm. powerhouse and she has all her stuff together yes. and like she's super impressive and there's something so great about at the very end having seen that that perspective from two of her friends mm-hmm. getting into her mind and being yes. like oh okay like you are still a teenager yes <laughs> yes yeah i do love that and being yeah. put together on the outside yeah. does not mean being put together on the inside. There was a hard relating moment for me. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Any, any more, like, things that stood out just before we get into, like... The nitty gritty? Yeah. Um, I would say I really enjoyed the parents. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's something that was really nice about having these parents be people with flaws also mm-hmm. and people who have been through mm-hmm. some pretty rough stuff. Mm-hmm. But who are resilient also, because usually mm-hmm. resilience is very, I find very much reserved for youth. And it's very much of a, like, only mm-hmm. the young can overcome big things or mm-hmm. people can only overcome them when they're very young. But these are adults who are still struggling with with some path, past mm-hmm. life stuff and, and who are still trying to, to get a handle on life, mm-hmm. but who are also very, mm-hmm. like, kind-hearted and uh, good parents and involved. And yeah. I really like yes. that. Were there any of the parents who, like, stuck out for you specifically? I mean, Nita is definitely, like, mm-hmm. look, as a strong black woman in quotation marks, um, I definitely related to her a lot. But mm-hmm. um, the I think it's Pappy mm-hmm. um, who, you know, struggling with the fact that his he, he has kids and he has a family away from mm-hmm. his yeah. current family and he misses them and he loves mm-hmm. them and... You know, it's out of he has no power in this situation. And and Mm -hmm. I like his sensitivity. Like he's a very vulnerable character, even Mm -hmm. if we only get a little bit of him. Yeah, that Mm storyline is a really, really beautiful, nuanced one. I also really enjoy what we get of Ray's father, Mm. uh, Dr. Chin and uh, and her older sister to an extent, too. Um, I found that storyline really, really compelling Mm -hmm. because I do feel like really in this book, it's it's sort of a. I mean, this ties back to what we were saying about Mm -hmm. format, but it really is just a book of kind of revelations, of like interpersonal revelations. Yes. Um, Another thing that I really was just thinking about that I really enjoyed with the parents um, is that I feel like it's rare in books to see where like a kid really identifies with a friend's parents and also has a good relationship with their own parents. I really love how... Cooper and also Jupiter but I think you see it more from Cooper like really sees Jupiter's dads as his dads but also has a good relationship with his mom yeah. yes um like doesn't have a relationship with them because his own parent is absent I really like that kind of like different and like interesting families that you see represented yeah. agreed yeah. agreed I find that it echoed a lot to, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. the families that I grew up around, like a lot mm-hmm. of folks who are very kind and very open yeah. and very into this idea of almost co-parenting children that absolutely yes. don't belong to them, but being a reference point mm-hmm. in their community yeah. kind yeah. of thing. I love yeah. that. I can, I can mm-hmm. really relate to that. I actually, my mom was sick when I was little, so I did a lot of like growing up in other mm-hmm. people's, in other people's homes and doing sleepovers and um really had that as like a healthy established mm-hmm. part of my life yeah yeah, yeah. um 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much healthy relationship. Yes. In this book. Very mature. Yes. Very mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's I, um, there's like the family relationships. There's also the friendships that yes. are wonderful and all of them are wonderful. And just like, I, I love Courtney having um, his two buddies on the basketball team mm-hmm. who are wonderful. Yes. Nurturing. Yes. Like kind people who know him really really well mm-hmm. and give him really good advice and like mm-hmm. can we talk about the lovely representation of like cisgendered heterosexual men mm-hmm. in a very queer book yes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice to see them as allies and mm-hmm. i think you know it's 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 a nice representation and i feel like any young men who would read mm-hmm. this book would also go like oh cool i'm not the enemy yeah um, yes. so i really I really Absolutely. enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The tender, loving friendship that the two of them give to, like, all of the other characters is just, like... I just Like I, Britain and Golly? Yeah, yeah. Britain and Golly, like, because mm-hmm. you see that they have this relationship with Cooper, but then also with the other two girls kind of independently. Mm-hmm. And it's just so lovely, and they're such, like, good friends and good people. And just... Yeah, it's just, like, it's really, it's really lovely to see this model of, like, young heterosexual men being having these really honest and lovely friendships with each other yes there's a moment i think Mm -hmm. in in the first part uh the the first part of the book where uh i think cooper's working out and he's like feeling all kinds of hard feelings about jupiter and his relationship with her and this and that and literally the guys are like embracing and they're like bring it in like come on in for some love let's take care of you and i was like it really it mm-hmm. kind of got me right in the feels. I really mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it because I actually saw a lot of the friends I had in high school in mm-hmm. those characters because I I lucked out with a class that had some just really fantastic guys in it. Mm-hmm. Um and it was nice to see that represented cuz so often we see in books um like cis hat guys having only toxic friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And Certainly, there's a lot of that, and it's important to address it mm-hmm. with with young adults. But it's also really important to have positive models. Yeah, and like there are cis het young guys who have good, healthy, nurturing friendships mm-hmm. with each other. Yes, um, mm-hmm. there it's yeah. been said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really appreciated that. That was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can we talk about the relationships? Yes. yes. Oh yes, my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, what did you two think of the love triangle? I What I really love about the love triangle mm-hmm. is that like all love triangles, it is a little bit made up. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think, again, like the formatting and the form of storytelling really kind of drives that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're yes. in... Courtney's section at the beginning of the book it really feels like a true love triangle yes in one direction (laughs) and then when you're in Ray's section it really feels like a love triangle in another direction yeah different kind and then when you're in Jupiter's section it's like what is anybody in love with anybody like (laughs) or are all of them in love (laughs) with all of them yeah well that's where you also feel the youth of, of it but I had some strong desire for this to turn into a polyamorous situation oh, yes <laughs> i was about halfway through the book i was like okay so are they just all gonna end up together in, right. a, in a wonderful uh- <laughs> but then we have an important question yeah. of can teenagers practice healthy polyamory mm. 
I think that the way these guys are depicted, they're so mature Mm -hmm. and so forthcoming about their Mm -hmm. feelings and it becomes even more they become even more Mm -hmm. so once ray arrives i think i think they could lay the bound like lay the foundation for something that could eventually be pretty meaty in terms Mm -hmm. of in terms of non-conventional relationships for sure Mm -hmm. And especially with, you know, with the physicality elements and the mm-hmm. fact that sex plays, you know, a pretty big role. Yeah. It's sex is a character mm-hmm. in this, yeah. Yeah, in this book. So yeah. it would raise some questions, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think there could have been there mm-hmm. could have been something a little mm-hmm. a little less normative, quote mm-hmm. unquote. I feel like the the uh, the po- potential is left open at the end. Yes. That yes. maybe they'll go to college and discover polyamory and then be like, oh. Yes. Yeah. But like Jupiter had to discover that bisexuality is a thing first. Yes. Because <laughs> we could also talk about the role of biphobia in this book. Oh, and it's- my. The importance of labels. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I am labeled as gay. I am gay forever. Yeah. And yes. there's no fluidity. And then going like, oh, wait. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, but wait. But I don't. Ooh, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. It was really interesting, mm-hmm. but for both Ray and Jupiter, yeah, I thought that yeah. was it was it was very well done. I find it really mm-hmm. interesting too how how for Jupiter it's really like a crisis of identity, mm-hmm. and for Ray it's kind of just like oh I I guess okay I guess this is a thing in my life, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's neat to see those two two sides, and you do also get like. Uh, Brianna's biphobia being uh-huh. like I won't date yes. anyone who dates men yes. um, yeah. as though you can catch it somehow as though like bisexuality <laughs> is an STD like oh <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah. yeah so Katty a minute ago you said sex is a character in this book yes I want to hear more about that oh my gosh okay so um, the thing about sex in, in the book is the theme of virginity is mm. so present yes. and it's such a big deal and this idea of um, you know virginity being a gift or being something to just get rid of or mm-hmm. being a commodity almost mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought that it was really interesting the way that it's present from the first to the last page yes. um, and there's not a ton of sex in the book like no. it's not you know it's not it's not Fifty Shades of Grey or anything <laughs> like that but the, mm-hmm. It's like this looming menace, this thing that's that's on top of everyone. Like, yeah. will they have sex? Will I have sex with you? What mm-hmm. will our sex be like? Mm-hmm. Is this, mm-hmm. you know, is this the kind of sex that I want? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Is it? I, I really mm-hmm. just enjoyed that there was like this lingering tension throughout yeah. the whole novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I I am just like looping back to what you were saying about Jupiter being obsessed with labels I find Mm -hmm. it really interesting that Jupiter also as the like sort of self-imposed like I am the woke person in the book Mm -hmm. is the one who is the most hung up on labels on her charm bracelet which is like the physical it's almost Mm -hmm. like a purity ring yeah it's it's like a purity culture thing that she imposed on herself Mm -hmm. um 
that yeah. she has this charm bracelet with a charm for the first I love you and the first kiss and mm-hmm. you know the first having sex and I think there's some other firsts and she's going to give the charms away mm-hmm. that's that's like that's it's like very true love culture. waits like here's your silver ring yeah it's, it's her yeah. naivete though yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's her being a naive child (laughs) she's not supposed to she you know she doesn't have all the answers and that was one of the first tangible proofs of it is that Mm -hmm. she's hung up on this idea of i want to give all of my charms to the same person i was like Mm -hmm. okay well cool but that's not necessarily in line with all your politics and everything that you're bringing forward and this very much you know and and hey don't get me wrong it's okay to be complex and to Mm -hmm. have layers and all that and i don't need a character to just fall into the archetype a hundred percent but i thought Mm -hmm. that was really like that's where you see the childishness yeah yeah i think it makes her much more much more human that she has these conflicts between the different things she believes and these real Um, anxieties yes like deep deep anxieties about what mm-hmm. her identity means. That sort of that brings me to something that I was thinking about because we were talking last week about how we, we missed International Coming Out Day with yeah. the podcast. <laughs> and but this is a good belated International Coming Out Day. I really enjoy that the book thinks a lot about coming out, but specifically coming out to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like that is the big conflict here. No one is really anxious about what other people are going to think. They're, they're anxious about their own identity and mm-hmm. how they, they think about that. And I... I really resonated with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and getting it right. Like, what if I come out to people and I come out wrong? Yes. And then I have to backpedal and I have to say, well, I came out this way, but I'm actually Mm -hmm. this. And and that anxiety being so present, so tangible, which I think, I mean, I I certainly relate to it, especially as somebody who came out, like, much later in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but it, it's yeah. yeah I think it's highly relatable to anyone who's struggled mm-hmm. with identity mm-hmm. but even if it's not sexual orientation I think that like even mm-hmm. just that questioning period it's such a tough moment in life when you know and some of us push it back and wait until we're older or really only get an opportunity to, to mm-hmm. explore these things as we get older but I was like this is this is relevant this is this mm-hmm. is something that any adult uh, mm-hmm. who you know is on the queer spectrum right. um, can definitely go. They can find mm-hmm. themselves in there. Yeah. yeah or like, or like, even like a late in life career change. Oh God, like, yes. there's just it's such a human. Anx- I keep saying well, the word anxiety because maybe I'm a little anxious about it. But like, <laughs> yeah, is- about about pigeonholing yourself early. And then being like, okay, mm-hmm. everybody knows who I am and what I am, and I can base my whole self presentation on that, and and everything's gonna be mm-hmm. okay as long as I like have yeah. that. And yeah, and that's other people like to put you in those boxes too, and get upset when you like. I was thinking about what you said about career change. I'm not late in life, but I my undergraduate degree is in biochemistry, and now I'm in school to become a minister. Um, and people have a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> Um, I relate. Yeah. yeah. I relate as someone who is also changing careers and yeah. someone who also, you know, has taken a stand in, you know, affirming my sexuality as fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, those big changes bring a lot of uncertainty, uh, uncertainties, wow, mm-hmm. to others more so than to ourselves yes. once we're confident in our identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fluidity. Hmm. Uh, embracing fluidity as an identity 
is, is something that's both really personally challenging and really mm-hmm. socially challenging. Yes. Um, because there's no box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no box. So yeah. how do I know if you are the square peg or the round peg? Right. And mm-hmm. that makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay for people to sit in some discomfort at times. I absolutely believe. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like like people are going to be like, but which of my friends do I set you up with? Like, I, I don't know. Like, All your friends is the answer. <laughs> All of your friends. Decent human. I'm in. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I love with Ray's character. Yes. That Ray's character is just very openly like, yeah, when I'm with Jupiter, I, I really want to make out with Jupiter. And when I'm with <laughs> Cooper, I really want to make out with Cooper. And like, uh, that, I don't know what that means. I had so many flashbacks yeah. to being, you know, about that age and, and having mm-hmm. that discomfort of yeah. going like, huh so when i'm with this person i'm definitely into them and when i'm with this person i am also into them and one does not cancel out the other and when i am with both i'm like sup folks like (laughs) hey both of you are very appealing right now i can relate very strongly (laughs) (laughs) Um, at at that age at this age any age word yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Like on those lines, I really, I really liked. I feel like that's that's central in Jupiter's story of she's she knows she's attracted to women, so therefore she cannot be attracted to men. Yes, yeah. Um, and I mean, I resonated with that because that's essentially the exact opposite of what my high school experience was. It was like I like boys, therefore no, I, I I don't like that girl. Definitely don't have a crush on her because I liked this boy once. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's very like that that tendency to want to be in the monosexual box, and then. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. When whenever you're in a bi, you're they're stuck in a binary, mm-hmm. right? Jupiter's yeah. stuck Very in much. a binary because it's a place of safety. It's so much easier to fight the good fight, you know, when you only have one cause to <laughs> attach yourself to. And mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it might have been a, a little extra complicated for for her to, mm-hmm. you know, associate to more of a spectrum. Yeah, uh, for herself because she seems to be very open-minded about everything else. So. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's not open-minded about Ray's fluidity, though. No, but that's because it's yeah. a threat to her right. possible conception of her own fluidity. Mm. Also, right? I think that when you meet someone who challenges your own perception of yourself, you end up. She she has a knee-jerk reaction almost because right. mm-hmm. when Ray was all hers, then that's easy it's mm-hmm. easy to handle it's i'm growing i'm becoming a better person because of mm-hmm. her i'm expressing my feelings more we're being vulnerable with one another mm-hmm. etc but when all of a sudden that person becomes a bit of a threat to your normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like well whoa 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 who do you think you are and yeah. what do you mean you like both you can't like both you belong to me and i like you in this neat little box with a nice pink bow on top yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And and you are not somebody that I kiss. That's no. like not a thing. Yeah. Oh, the kissing tension. <laughs> yeah. I find it funny yeah. that Ray, being the youngest of the three characters, mm-hmm. is the most comfortable with her sexuality and mm-hmm. with sex and is the one who is the most ready and willing to say things out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I kiss you? Granted, the first time she's drunk, but... 
Mm-hmm. You know, or should I say uninhibited? Yes. Maybe a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I, it, she's the most comfortable one with yeah. sex. And mm-hmm. that's, it's a particular element I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that comes in part also from there being this longstanding simmering tension between Jupiter and Coop. Yeah. And Ray at first, like, doesn't know about the tension and then mm-hmm. is kind of just completely baffled by the tension. Mm-hmm. But she is just completely outside of this. Like, we never talk about sex because if we talk about sex, we're going to have sex. And if we have sex, <laughs> Jupiter's going to have a total identity crisis and everything's going to melt down, mm-hmm. um, which is what yeah. happens. Yeah. And in that way, it's really, it's, it's refreshing mm-hmm. to have Ray as this catalyst who's almost just kind of oblivious to the tension. And yes. and I think there's something really beautiful about the way Ray inhabits her fluidity and inhabits her body mm-hmm. and is just like yeah, like this is just this is who this is who I am and mm-hmm. how I am and I'm kind of figuring it out, but like it's okay for me yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I thought I had a moment where I was questioning some some things because obviously this book is set in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and I was wondering about age of consent laws in the States, Mm. right? Because I was like, here it would have been okay. In Canada, the age of consent is 16. uh, But if you are 14 to 15 years old, you can technically, um, you can give consent to someone Mm -hmm. who is under five years old, your senior, not in a position Mm -hmm. of authority. You're not dependent Mm -hmm. on them, etc. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because I was like, huh, like if Cooper is supposed to be 18 and Ray's 15, right. mm, I had yeah. some little, there yeah. were little red flags in my head. And then I went like, but she's mm-hmm. very mature. He's mm-hmm. also very woke and they don't mm-hmm. have sex. So yeah. that's OK. But even if they did here, it would be OK. But I wondered kind of how that would. Mm-hmm. I somehow missed that. Yeah, I forgot I missed that, age that she's that much younger. Yeah. Than, than he is, yeah. Because that also, like, 15 and 18 makes me go... Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know it's state by state in the okay. U.S., yeah, and I know it. they're in Georgia, and mm-hmm. I know that southern states tend to have a little more flexibility in age of consent laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not know specifically what the laws are in Georgia. Yeah. I know Brianna makes a big deal about not being able to have sex with Jupiter and then has sex with Jupiter. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Okay, she's but, a character. But. Okay, yeah. so reading about Brianna, I don't know about you, but I was like Lena Waithe vibes so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, this Brianna character is right up my alley. I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. strong, assertive, confident. The lead up to Brianna and Jupiter having sex is really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes really interesting a lot of nice examples of consent Mm -hmm. making sure reaffirming Mm -hmm. making sure that body cues along with vocal cues like i thought that was Mm -hmm. really really that was to me the sexiest part of the book Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think really powerful to have this example of um two different kinds of having sex, both of which work for Jupiter, Mm -hmm. and through which she figures out which kind of sex works best for her. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a part of me, uh, maybe the the yeah, the the sex educator part of me that wishes they would have maybe talked a bit more about the sex that Brianna and Jupiter have Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than just the lead up followed by like, and then we talked about it. Um, Right. 
Mm-hmm. Just because there's such an emphasis about virginity between, I'm sorry, we're spoiling this book for your audience. We That's spoil, we spo- we we spoil, spoil books. Okay, good. That should be our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jupiter and Coop have sex and, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's it's way more carnal, mm-hmm. I find. Mm-hmm. Whereas my representation of Jupiter and Brianna having sex is the like the epitome of carnal. They want this so much. There's mm-hmm. such a tension between them mm-hmm. that like, okay, and she unbuttoned my pants, end of chapter. <laughs> I was like, come on, yeah. like, give me a bit more. Yeah. A bit, like, let's make lesbian sex. Okay, let's yeah. bring mm-hmm. it up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that it can look like anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to. Yeah, it also. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it. It also puts a little bit of um. It puts Brianna almost more in an educator role. Yes, not yes. having it depicted because with Jupiter and Coop, we have it very heavily depicted because they're mm-hmm. both. It's both of their first time. They're mm-hmm. both kind of figuring it out. They're both working with these feelings they've had forever. Mm-hmm. And with Jupiter and Brianna, it's really Jupiter being like, "Okay, so show me how to have lesbian sex." Mm. But that's also something that would have given, like, opportunity to write a really interesting scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. About, like, what lesbian sex looks like or... What Mm -hmm. their lesbian sex looks like. Because I think that's where it could have been interesting. It could have simply... It could have given us the opportunity to show that sex is not just penetrative yeah and it can also be very emotional it can be some Mm -hmm. people consider neck kissing sex like i mean Mm -hmm. whatever works for the individual yeah so i feel like that would have been a really interesting it's like a little nugget that's missing to make this kind of Mm -hmm. blow your mind book yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's a that's a good Mm -hmm. it's a good point yeah yeah i hadn't thought about it that way but yeah more lesbian sex in books. More lesbian <laughs> more sex always. More everywhere. Sex. Yes. Yeah. 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 More lesbian sex everywhere, but more yeah, more different kinds of sex mm-hmm. everywhere as well. Yeah. I think yeah. showing that there's you know, I, there was a part of me that was like, Hey, well, you know, if Coop and Jupiter have sex again, maybe, you know, hey, maybe we'll get a little butt play yeah. in there. Maybe we'll get a little like, you know, it doesn't need to be as normative yeah. as we feel like it must, where mm-hmm. it's like man dominated uh, sexuality, yeah. you know, even if they're mm-hmm. sharing a moment and they're making sure that, you know, that they're yeah. safe and they love each other mm-hmm. and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, maybe they want to have sex and Jupiter is taking charge yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe not. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Cooper likes to be pegged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a lot for the second time for teenagers having sex. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree, but yeah, I'm not sure there my are grown like up brain. many teenagers who go like straight to pegging on the second date. Damn. Although who knows in the age of the internet? I don't know. Listen, I, yeah. they've seen things. They yes. are well informed. Yeah. Uh, they're very well informed. Okay. And there are a lot of good resources out there to learn how to do that. Not that, you know, I'm anyways. Wow, this is getting real. Intimate. I actually have yeah. one follow-up question for you on this, though. Not specifically on pegging. Okay, great. As Thanks. a sex educator, yes. what's your working definition of sex? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Whatever the individual considers sex. Okay. That is mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. So it's about self-identification. So whenever we talk mm-hmm. about virginity, it's considering yourself a virgin as opposed to being a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, and, and this is really very much in a, like, intersectional feminist 
perspective which mm-hmm. is one that i wholeheartedly buy into yeah. um so yeah so to me sex is whatever a human considers sex if there's mm-hmm. penetration or not mm-hmm. um just in the eyes of the law when we look at the definitions of uh what assault is sexual mm-hmm. assault mm-hmm. it is a gesture that is uh, a gesture that is f- with contact or not mm-hmm. so for some people ASMR is the equivalent of sex right. and so I think I think it's important to give people the power to define what sex is to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's that's really interesting to think about it in the context of sexual assault also. Yeah. Because it's Absolutely. true we can consider verbal assault, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or or um, derogatory comments about your body or sexuality, sexual mm-hmm. assault. And it's really interesting to think about the the flip of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right? The notion of mm-hmm. assault comes with lack of consent. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, once you add consent mm-hmm. into it, then hey, if like tickling me with a feather is sex, great. Yeah. As long as everyone is consenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Neat. You've given me a fun new way to think about things. <laughs> Thank you, Caddy. I'm happy to do yeah. that. I feel like we can kind of go in two directions here. Mm-hmm. We can keep talking about sexuality in this book because there is so much to talk about, yes. about sexuality in this book. Mm-hmm. I want to check in if there's anything else that we that we haven't gotten into because we've got like maybe mm-hmm. you know another segment left. Um, yeah. Was there any or or I am also super happy to keep talking about sexuality in this book because it's so good. Um, I think I think talking about friendship would be nice. Yeah. yeah. I think the importance mm-hmm. of friendship. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that can also tie into sexuality also oh, because, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. some friendships are sexual, some aren't, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, some friendships evolve. Yeah. But the messiness mm-hmm. of relationships and friendships, I think, is really... Yeah. Sh- Absolutely. Yeah, maybe a fun And thing. that's really what this book is about, is mm-hmm. yep. all of the different forms in which we have relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But yeah, the friendships in this book are just so complex and, and interesting and yeah. I've got to confess, the the thing that was kind of on my mind through this whole book was mm-hmm. like, could Jupiter and Coop just be friends with benefits? Like, is this a thing? Could they could mm-hmm. they preserve? I don't know if Cooper could handle that. I don't think Cooper could handle yeah. that. <laughs> I think um, he would probably lose his mind. Yeah. But he comes into the book, right, <laughs> from page one. He's in love. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lack of balance in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But then sort of not, as you discovered later on through Jupiter, like mm-hmm. she loves him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In I, a different way, but she does love him. So mm-hmm. it's particular. But I think it's more that he, he lusts after her. Yes. He he definitely loves her, but he also definitely lusts after Hello, her. Hello, objectification. I mean, again, yeah. from page one. The, yes. the first chapters of this book actually made me very uncomfortable for that reason. Um yeah, and then, then you see more of his character, and I'm like, okay, like, he is a good dude, and he does genuinely care about her. Um, but yeah, holy objectification, Batman. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> yep. It's funny that in his own mind, I guess, like, when he's looking at her, when they're in moments mm-hmm. of intimacy, that's when he allows himself to fall, like, to almost, like, fall prey to the lust monster. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as his friends bring it up, I thought it was so funny that he's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. She is not just a body. She's a human with a brain, with a heart. She's yeah. my friend. We have a deep connection. Don't you dare just reduce this person to being a hot body. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I I share some of the discomfort of the object, objectification. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate it, though, because, mm-hmm. like, 
however uncomfortable it makes us feel and however we approach it getting horny is a very big part of relationships and sex yes and like like dealing with that is part of relationships and sex acknowledging that like you might have a temptation to objectify a person who you want Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to make those feelings into something respectful yes yeah Um, i think that is a really important point that you're making it's taking mm -hmm. a like a an objectification but reconnecting it to a human being and to a yes. certain extent i consider cooper as almost demisexual because he really seems to need emotional closeness and yeah. intimacy yeah. in order to true. activate you know the the more erotic side of of, yeah. of his mm-hmm. brain it's not he's not looking yeah. at every girl being no. like uh, the i the the archetype of the typical 16 or 18 year old young man who's Mm -hmm. just horny for everyone no he's horny for the one person yeah he Mm -hmm. loves yeah i mean cooper is maybe the character who gets in the way of the polyamory uh Mm -hmm. aspect of of your your fanfic ending for the book because (laughs) cooper is i think very much a monogamous emotionally connected yes just like like he's your vanilla straight boy yes and like vanilla isn't the best term there but like Mm -hmm. like he is kind of the like what we think of when we think of male sexuality sometimes Mm -hmm. without the toxicity which is great yeah um yeah yeah because his his sexuality his sexual attraction is very connected to romantic attraction very much so Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because usually that's a trait that's attributed to women yes or to female identifying folks Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see it assigned to a very very flipped yeah yeah i do i do really appreciate that like having stated my discomfort with some of it i do appreciate that it is very much like it's based on he loves her and he also wants to fuck her but like he loves her and and a self-awareness check i think it would have made me much less uncomfortable if he weren't a man Hmm. um if it were like a girl thinking this about another girl so like that's a hang-up that i personally have then how did you feel about the way jupiter thinks about ray (laughs) yeah i think it probably made me less uncomfortable okay um which is interesting and like maybe like work that I have to do. Um, sure. Yeah. We all look, we all have to do it. So, <laughs> and I mean, the goal yeah. is not to ultimately mm-hmm. be perfect and totally yeah. accepting of That's everything. True. It's just, it's a hang up and it's yeah. something that makes us uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. probably a million reasons why. Right. Hello, patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's it's easy to be made more uncomfortable by it when you're somebody who's been threatened by yeah. male objectification. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe less by female objectification. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, that's mm-hmm. something I've talked a lot with, uh, with, also queer and bisexual male friends of mine mm. who feel much more threatened by male come-ons and, and male objectification than by female because that is interesting. patriarchy yeah. Like, yeah. yeah because it just is our culture has a more threatening mm-hmm. sort of demand on male sexuality yeah mm-hmm. um, but i like his comfort with his body yeah yes. oh my gosh the awareness of i have an erection mm-hmm I'm going to take a blanket and cover it. But if you're going to taunt me about it, I'm going to be very honest about the fact that I am currently aroused. And I was like, good on you for owning it. Yeah. 
Well, that's it. There's mm-hmm. like this this owning of horniness. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And that doesn't show up that much in young adult fiction. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of writers might want to or I think maybe publishers might want us to think that we are asexual mm. throughout our our adolescence mm-hmm. when in reality, I mean other than a people who are asexual um, a lot of us are going through a lot of hormonal rushes oh, at yeah. that time and your brain mm-hmm. is making connections in places that you know you don't necessarily think it will mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. feeling tingly things and tingly parts and that's okay yeah it's okay I think that's the biggest takeaway is it's okay for things to get messy yeah in the whole book mm-hmm. be it sexually relationally sorry I'm francophone um yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think there are this is like like a conversation that that just happens and happens and happens I think throughout our lives mm-hmm. but like it's possible to respectfully objectify somebody with consent I think yeah like and that can mm-hmm. be a really like important and healthy part of a relationship um it's mm-hmm. a little trickier like Coop and Jupiter's relationship is tricky because she is giving him these very firm boundaries mm-hmm. and he's really, really, really trying to mm-hmm. stay within yes. them. But ultimately, when you are really sexually attracted to somebody, you can't like like turn that off. You can't mm-hmm. turn off all the hormones through yeah. like enough respect. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really unhealthy to teach kids that that's right. something you can do. Yes, mm-hmm. And I mean, again, that's something that I look at through the lens of purity culture. This comes up a lot because yeah. I grew up very much in evangelical mm-hmm. purity culture. Um, yeah. But a big part of that is saying, like, just just turn that off. Just never fantasize, mm-hmm. never think about bodies, never get aroused. Mm-hmm. It's part of a healthy sexuality to fantasize and to mm-hmm. let your brain go there. And it's the safest way to explore sexuality mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in your own mind. Yeah. Right. It, it creates a lovely little space for you to deal with things and to try things out and to see if you really mm-hmm. are excited by this idea or if, you know, hey, it's something I saw in porn that looks great. But if I put myself in that situation, I don't think I would like that period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also yeah. like that um, before Jupiter and Coop have sex, when so she offers uh, to deflower mm-hmm. him uh, for his birthday, which I think is an interesting thing. Um, but then he asks her for time apart. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to. They 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 sleep together a lot, and they're big cuddlers, which I think is very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asks to not sleep together. Mm-hmm. for I think a certain number of days yeah. because he needs to process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that that is magnificent yes because that's a moment where he sets a boundary mm-hmm. he's very much of a like I'm following whatever lead that you mm-hmm. you know you wherever you take me but then all of a sudden it's okay no I need to figure this out yeah, yeah. this means something to me and this comes back to Coop's really excellent sense of boundaries for himself that you already mm-hmm. talked about around his body Coop yeah. really knows Coop lets Jupiter I think get away with a lot oh, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when it comes down to it he does know his comfort levels and he does know his boundaries and he's mm-hmm. not shy about saying nope like yeah. 
you know, I my boundaries are really close to me. Like, I don't have huge ones. I don't have imposing ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, that it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's impressive. Especially because I don't think we teach young men boundaries no. very well. I, yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. That is a very good point. Mm-hmm. It's not a part. Well, it's the opportunities to teach it are there. I think mm-hmm. you need very conscious educators and very yeah. conscious and aware parents, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of parents are struggling to make it to the end of the day anyways. So yeah. sometimes you can't necessarily blame them for that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is yeah. an interesting point. I really yeah. like the little side story of the search for the childhood yeah. icon. Yeah. Which serves as a way for Ray and Cooper to become mm-hmm. close. Yeah. I thought that was really that's really nice because it's really such a place of vulnerability for both of them Mm -hmm. it just it triggers them so much to be on this hunt yeah Mm -hmm. i also i i feel like that's it's a really nice illustration of how we can be friends with different people in different ways Mm -hmm. and not in like better or worse ways Mm -hmm. but just like like the relationship that ray and coop have is very different from the relationship that jupiter and ray have and the relationship that Jupiter and Ray have is the different from the relationship that Jupiter and Coop have, mm-hmm. and it's very yeah. I think that I think that that storyline helps kind of illustrate that we connect with people over different things, and that's like good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that one relationship is more important than another. I also just really appreciate that all these teenagers are really nerdy in their own ways. Yes, <laughs> yes, I <laughs> and, love it, and that's fun. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, that was especially delightful to me. Um, especially Ray with her with her word nerdery. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because it's the it's the kind of nerdery that I most identify with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really love yeah. that the chapter names in Ray's section. It's words, and I was like, these are good words. These They're- are like as a francophone who. <laughs> sometimes think well often thinks mm-hmm. in French speaks English mm-hmm. it's so nice I was like oh thank you for adding a definition I now feel a little smarter yeah yeah they're really yeah. really wonderful words um yeah but even yeah even and I mean Jupiter's Jupiter section with the song titles I also really love and then Cooper's um, section with just thoughts <laughs> just yeah. thoughts yeah. just thoughts it's like eh. I really like Cooper yes <laughs> he's a sweetheart yeah. Yeah. clearly raised by a magnificent mom yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. has very I think he was saying at some point he mentions that mm-hmm. his idea of a beautiful relationship is Jupiter's dad's yeah because mm-hmm. it's really the only stable relationship that he's seen and he loves mm-hmm. them so much yeah. and he doesn't hesitate to go and ask for help mm-hmm. Ugh, so cute so yeah no he's a wonderful yeah. they all well I have complicated feelings about Jupiter mm. I think I think Jupiter is a wonderful character mm-hmm. I think she's a bit of a shit a lot of the time <laughs> like she's she's kind of a jerk to her friends frequently and she she's good at acknowledging it and she's mm-hmm. good at reaching out to other people like I love the yes. point where she's like okay I can't talk to Coop about this and I can't talk to Ray about this so like golly Britain come in yes. second yes. string help me process yes. and she takes their feedback mm-hmm. but like it's an interesting study in how a lack of self-knowledge can lead to you hurting people absolutely yes. in big ways um well said mm-hmm. which i i really like that especially mm-hmm. 
because she's so idolized by both Coop and Ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think she's really interesting because she's very externally focused in all of her and her justice work that she does. And so I think she has forgotten to do a lot of that, a lot of the self work that maybe Coop and Ray have done more of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the ways in which that makes for some troubling relationship dynamics is really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she reminded me of she reminded me of 16 year old me if I'm being really honest Mm -hmm. like very politically engaged very out there on every committee Mm -hmm. doing all the things but maybe not taking the time to slow down and like doing Mm -hmm. those activities in order to not slow down and do the personal you know the personal development stuff because when you're Mm -hmm. 16 it's hard yeah you're facing a lot of realities that you 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 don't necessarily want to look straight in the face Mm -hmm. and I think that's 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 what made her really compelling to me yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want to be very clear. I find her very oh, compelling. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I like her a lot yes, as yes, a yes, character. Yes. And I think that her flaws mm-hmm. make her a stronger and more interesting Absolutely. character. She's human. Yeah. 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 She's very human. Um, another friendship thing that I really love in this book that we've touched on is that um, I feel like a lot of young adult books tend to center on like relationships that are very like all consuming. Um, and I love that all of these characters have secondary relationships yes. um, and like a broader community that they draw on. I think that it's really beautiful to show those healthy models of you can have a couple people who are super important to you. And it's also important to have like people who are on another, a wider circle that you can also turn to yeah. um, and like be situated within community even when you have strong intense close relationships that makes me think of the the mindy project quote which is really strange reference to pull out (laughs) um where she says best friend is a tear not a person Mm, and i think that that. it's really nice because then you've got all these secondary characters who end up Mm -hmm. being on that same level they're just as important and Mm -hmm. they're good emotional support and they're good characters they're good listeners yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, I like the scene where they're doing community work, like as a school field trip. Mm. And uh, Nick Stone uses that opportunity to kind of have really wildly different pairings that we don't have throughout the book Mm -hmm. and really different conversations. And it's kind of right at the like peak of the book crisis. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you just get this like scattering of voices and scattering of pairings. And it's a really powerful um, Mm -hmm. scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when yeah. the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and scatters. See, so very much so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Scatters and has long term effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. very real. I, I like how messy these relationships are. Yes. Because friendships are messy. Um, they really, mm-hmm. really are, whether you're a teen or whether you're an adult. And I found them relatable mm-hmm. because it happens to so many people. And it's, part of the human experience Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. to learn how to modify your friendships right to learn that your Mm -hmm. best friend will not necessarily be your best friend forever as the necklaces always want to tell you but Mm -hmm. you know that that relationship can change and you can come and go and the ebb and flow and Mm -hmm. it's still okay they're valid Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a strength we see in Nick Stone's writing. Um, mm-hmm. We reviewed Dear Martin, her first novel, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, which is really, really worth reading. It's heavy, but it's yeah. very. I'll worth check reading. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that she's so good at writing 
networks of people. Yes. And her books are all um, just so communal in a yeah. way that, that works so well uh, mm-hmm. and just makes a lot of sense. And well, it's very real. Yeah. Well, she's, and I mean, she's another person who's worked with youth for a very yeah. long time and I think has just seen it firsthand. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just so exciting to have another book out by her. Yeah. She has a third book coming out. Oh, that's awesome. Next year, I think mm-hmm. that's middle grade. Yeah. And uh, we're very excited for that. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, we've got to wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. This is Odd One Out by Nick Stone and it's, I mean, I would say it's, it's great. great and you should read it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Read yeah. it. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Caddy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Please. for having me. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at yapodcast and individually at tefferbear and at thebalesosaurus. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. On September 16, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again right here on the Upford Network. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod.